Just because we spend most of our time unconscious and quite possibly drooling in our bedroom doesn't mean we can't do it in style. Article has everything you need to turn your bedroom into your best room, all for a great price. Yep. Article offers cozy beds, swanky headboards, decorative pillows, and tons of lighting options to help you set the tone. Because now that I've picked my new bed, (laughs) it is time for those finishing touches, the lighting, rugs, poofs, pillows, accents, and mirrors, all in one awesome website that is so easy to navigate. I was on it last night. (laughs) (laughs) Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. My daughter really wants to redo her room and she has like adult taste. Okay. I'm like, (laughs) what about this cute princess bunk bed? It's just absolutely not. I showed her stuff on article. I swear I'm going to refurnish and refurbish her entire room with article items. Well, she gets her good taste from her good mom. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. The best part is that article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups, and you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. And article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash OC, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash OC for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Remember the days before streaming services? When you would come home from high school and it was only a few hours until that TV show that everyone was watching was going to come on? Your friends were on their way over for the watch party and the smell of popcorn filled the room? Well, in 1999, that show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In the new podcast from Wondery, the rewatcher, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we are taking it back to 1999. Get out your knee-high boots and paste that poster of Angel on your wall and join morbid co-hosts Ash and Elena as they slay their way through Buffy's drama, action, and romance episode by episode. Enter the Buffyverse with Elena and Ash. Listen to the rewatcher, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Hi, welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. How are ya? Well, we um, are on season three, episode 16, The Road Warrior. And since my beautiful, charming, and very funny, facetious, and witty daughter is with me this month, we decided to have her on to join (laughs) us to talk about The Road Warrior. So Catherine Grace Marich is here, CG Marich. I was about to correct you. Uh, <laughs> Your mom should know how you prefer to be yeah. called. Yeah, I mean, we like to bring in, this is Family and Friends Month. We had yeah. Leah last week yep. and um, people right. that were actually there. And, you know, you were pretty young. You were three when it started, seven when it ended. And, yeah, uh, yeah. do you have any memories of all that? Wow, I have a bunch of memories. I feel like the one that's in my head so much is I used to bring a pink Disney princess scooter to set (laughs) and ride it around in the halls and Adam Brody would take it and ride away with it and I'd chase after him. he still has it to this day. He probably does (laughs) in his garage or in a basement somewhere. Right. Um, I think that's one of my most vivid memories. I know you said I called action on one episode, but I have zero memory of that. Yeah, it it was an episode of, and the scene was specifically when Julie and Luke were leaving the Julie's house and they're in the middle in the middle of their um, oh, yeah great idea to have your daughter calling action <laughs> after a booty call. after a booty call when you're <laughs> hooking up with a high schooler well no that's a good um okay let's bring that up there's a reason <laughs> that you didn't want to you're 22 now but there was a reason you didn't want to watch the show until you were 18 what is it like to have a mom <laughs> on television that you knew made out with people it was weird I didn't watch it for so long like same with Vampire <laughs> Diaries I refused to watch it because it's like it's such a different character than what you are in real life like god if you were actually like <laughs> hooking up with people I went to school with when I was in high school <gasps> like that right? would have been terrible so I didn't want to watch it because it was just such an it was icky yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and like watching your mom do that. I guess once I watched it when I was like seventeen or eighteen, and I was like, "Oh, I'm older. It's fine." 
You watched Gossip Girl before the OC, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. That's more like demographic appropriate, probably. But you're 22, and that's how old I was probably mm-hmm. here. Maybe I was 23. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But on this episode, mm-hmm. which is so crazy to think, and you were just this little kid, and CG was always the most beautiful, cutest, ugh, and your little voice, and oh my God. <laughs> I know. So I was the only one that had a young daughter. Well, Peter, um, Catherine Gallagher was 10, and you guys kind of, do we you remember? We hung out a lot yeah. at Peter Gallagher's house, like whenever they'd have like OC gatherings. Mm-hmm. I remember hanging out with Catherine and Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, right? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. all the time. And now you guys are buddies. We follow each other on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like common Common, common day, common day. What am I saying? Com- common era, contemporary. The way that you're like, oh yeah, we're totally friends. It's like, oh yeah, we follow each other. We're on contemporaries. TikTok. Whatever the hell is the word I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Goodness. So, what did you think of? Um, what was your favorite character? Do you remember liking mm. any particular characters? It's um, not Julie Cooper. Yeah, it's obviously not Julie Cooper. <laughs> um, I think like out of the main people, probably Seth. He's just, it's funny and witty and like the little one-liners are just, it's, it makes like a scene. I feel like his little one-liners, I always thought he was funny. So compared to other, this is, that's a good thing. Because you have watched all of these other teen shows from the same era, what do you think made it stand out? Exactly what you're talking about? Like, like the, that humorous improv that Adam would give to it? It it was, I'd say like, I've also watched 90210 and I've watched Gossip Girl and I say it's like. It's the same outline type of story with like the younger kids and the older kid or the adults and, you know, different storylines weaving at the same time. But I think the OC was a little bit more, I don't want to say like relatable kind of like mm. what they were saying in the scenes. It didn't seem so outlandish, you know, like like Gossip Girl is hard to relate to because not everyone lives on, you know, the Upper East Side and all this stuff. But like the OC is like more more outsiders blending in like that and like just more relatable conversations, especially like I was in high school watching it and relating right. to what the the four, the core four were saying, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was more relatable than a lot of the other shows. Except for like the lavish parties. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except for that. I didn't go to any of those big beach parties. Well, you know we're moving to a trailer park soon, so so you'll be able to relate to that. Oh, in real life, yeah. that's right. Sorry, I I, <laughs> I was don't, like, wait, I don't live with you, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not moving to a trailer park. <laughs> you can, right. but well, that's got to be fun though, because obviously you know your mom's from the OC, and you she grew was up born where in I was Laguna. Born. You were born in Laguna. You got an orange slice tattoo. Oh my for the gosh. OC. How cute. <laughs> yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so she you. is actually a an Orange County native. A I was Newport not born in Orange Cian. County. Not yeah. Newport, but Laguna oh, Beach. Lagu- Orange Lagu- County. <laughs> I don't know. Making up words. Okay. Well then let's get into this because CG and I we had we had a lot of reactions to this very interesting episode. Really? Do you watch it together? Yeah, a couple or times. Twice. Twi- really? Uh, like once, you- all the way through, and then I watched like the second half with you a second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the synopsis the police suspect foul play in Johnny's death and look to Marissa while Ryan and Sadie go on a road trip to look for Johnny's dad. A concerned Summer finds out about her dad's relationship with Julie. Also, Matt continues dating Maya in order to influence her father to give more funding for their hospital, while Kirsten begins to think Sandy is being corrupted by his business deals with Matt over Maya. Directed by Michael Fresco, written by Mike Kelly. Original air date was March 9th, 2006. I was six. <laughs> that's so crazy okay that, on that being said so we um if you notice the episode before this aired february 9th so for some reason we took a month off oh and if you listened to the beginning instead of um previously it was misha saying oh yeah recap you, yeah if you haven't watched the oc in a long time and i think that the ratings of the last episode in february weren't that great and this for for some reason this these um, ratings were a little bit higher. And so I think it's, you know, it's like the end of Johnny. Mm-hmm. And I think it was almost kind of a sigh of relief. Let's like, okay, now let's get everyone back together. Cause that was a long drawn out storyline that some people liked or didn't or whatever. But, um, but the, this show, this episode opens and I instantly felt, huh? Like, what's going on? There was something slightly off. I don't know if my sync was off or something, but it starts with this voiceover that you did. You know what's so interesting? 
So as everyone knows, I remember nothing, but I'm watching this and the voiceover. It's almost like I remembered every word of the lines <laughs> I was saying. Really? It was so familiar and I I probably could have recited it. I'm not going to put myself on the spot now to do it, but I remember it was like so vivid. I don't know why, but my reaction was like, I feel like I'm there. It was weird. It was very Carrie-esque from Sex and City. That's right. And she says all characters. Have yeah. I think it's funny. And then you realize it is a voiceover like it, that she's recorded. You know, and I think that for the audience, if they were watching in real time, it's been a month and we just left this very sad, you know, memorial of Johnny. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it's the passage of time is a month. CG, you, you thought yeah, maybe that's not right. I don't know right. if there's actually a month in between that. Because that seems like such a long time for, well, getting ahead of myself, for the Ryan-Marissa relationship to just, like, linger for a month. Yeah, um, I agree with you. So I don't know if and it's actually Sadie meant to be. to be there for that long. Yeah, long that's probably and... true. Okay, so because I just thought it started on... so. I think the writers, it's this attempt to move on from Johnny, but I'm so used to, it starts with you guys with this um, little voiceover, you're picking a bathing suit, Marissa comes in, she seems totally normal, mm -hmm. which is great, because I, you know, they don't want to see her so moody all the time, mm -hmm. and then you guys go to this, <laughs> to this hot tub scene with Seth. So random. That when, we, so when we first turned it on. It was weird, it was right? so weird. There's, I think there's a reason I have to watch the episodes twice because I just do it at the beginning of the week to get it into my yeah, head. Yeah, And then and I was like, is, is this, this has got to be a dream that Seth is having. That's what I thought. It was a dream sequence. So scene, like I said, <laughs> I think the writers attempt to show Marissa like, and, and, and you guys are saying, you're saying, oh, two girls, you can't even handle it. I, I, the second time I understood it a lot more, but the first time it felt so out of character because we've seen Marissa so sad mm. and it felt weird to see her giggling playful. and having fun and playful. It was very, it was just, the whole thing was odd. Cause I thought the same thing we all, that it was like, it's a dream sequence or something. It's like a fantasy. It was just bizarre. Yeah. Though <laughs> I think the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I get it. But Obviously, but it was like Ryan wasn't there, and then I know, and he's with Sadie fixing a sink. I, I mean, it, it was cute. I mean, Seth is like, it was funny that the second time I understood that they were like, okay, he, you wouldn't like be able to handle this. Funny, yeah. What did I, I say? know they're trying to be like cheeky with Seth, but it's like it was weird. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was weird. I mean, it was a little weird, and his grandpa robe was funny. Yeah. Seth, oh yeah. Seth's yeah. in a he's full like, grandpa robe. Ryan, I'm cold, and I'm wet. <laughs> and like when he's standing there on the phone with them, it was cute. So, so of course, so Ryan is helping Sadie. Yes, and they're discussing that you know, which and they're clearly flirting. Uh huh. Sorry, <laughs> Are you okay? uh, I keep I haven't been sleeping. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. You need Thank some you. of that. It's uh, not you guys. Melatonin. It's me and this episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I do. So they're already <laughs> they're already spending time together, and clearly Ryan. At first, it's like, why is he helping? Oh, right, he has a uh, a background in construction. That's why he's oh, helping. I didn't think that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's because I kept thinking like <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> no, I was just like, he's just helping. How her? does he know to how to do all this stuff? Chemistry? No, I would, I would, I would think he would know how to do all that stuff, but I didn't think like, oh, he's doing this because he knows how to. But also, why why is her house falling apart all of the sudden? Well, and yeah, that, it's the, like everything's broken. It's like he dies and the house died. Yeah, like how like sink clogged. They're painting, patching walls. There's like, like a huge hole in the wall. Right. I don't know. So there was so then <laughs> like, the police come and she says, you know, this is well she and she's explaining that the life okay, so Gwen she's on the phone with Gwen and she said That's and, Johnny's mom. Yeah, sorry. Okay. And Johnny's mom and that because the police want to um they want to explore or investigate more, a little bit more about it possibly being not just an accident, which I understand an insurance company is not going to pay out. They want to know if there's anything else so they can, you know, if there was anything else that needed to be investigated. But when she says she doesn't have money to pay the mortgage, I'm like, why? Because she clearly has quit her job. She doesn't have income anymore. But that is never explained. I watched it twice. So it's never. You're just assuming she quit her job. Well, she's up. She's she's um, away with Sadie's mom up north. 
She says, you stay with my with my mom, just hang out, and maybe the grief and, and everything. And, like, the teenager will stay and take care of your house? And she says, don't worry about this it, I'll so take it over. so odd to me. So there was, there was a lack of exposition is important in television, but there was a lack of it in this respect. But Weird. Anyway, but... Um, what else is, you know, something else that's always odd is how much time these kids have before school starts in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they're... I, like again, like Seth and Ryan, and they go over to check on right. Yeah, yeah, they go back the next before day. school. Yeah. yeah, who the hell? I was time wake before... up like thirty minutes before school before like, class. Before no, I yeah. had to wake up my daughter at eight o'clock this morning. I take her at eight thirty because she was still asleep, and like there's just there's no time. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're suffocating. (laughs) It does. Mm. October is the most popular month for weddings, and the thought of having your insides squished by your shapewear while sitting through a long ceremony can be overwhelming. Honey Love spent years researching and developing the most comfortable and effective shapewear on the planet. And we have an exclusive deal for our listeners. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code OC at HoneyLove.com. October is the most popular wedding month? Yeah, well, I was in September, but I didn't know that that's... Well, I have so many friends that have their anniversaries this month. Our friends were just yesterday. And actually, I just went to a wedding recently, and I was so glad to be wearing my new crossover bra. (laughs) I mean, weddings are long. They're Mm -hmm. really long, and I am all about comfort. The crossover bra is literally so comfortable for hours on end. And you know what? I wish that I had had Honey Love years ago, seven years ago, for my own wedding. (laughs) Overly tight, cheap, and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. You can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. I'd recommend their Super Power Short. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom amazing shape. I am such a fan of this Power Short, okay? Not only does it give you a little butt lift, because listen, 41, you definitely could use it. But also, it has a pee hole. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, is that gross? No, I think we're used to you saying pee. <laughs> yes, I say pee. I got to pee. You and Summer. I am a peer. <laughs> Not only do they have incredible shapewear, but Honey Love has the most comfortable bras, leggings, and tanks for extra support. The crossover bra is the most popular bra they have. I've got it. This bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. Honey Love is seriously as beautiful as lingerie. The quality is insane. The details are stunning, and you'll feel incredible when you wear it. Honey Love is an everyday essential in my wardrobe. No matter the occasion, you deserve to look and feel your absolute best. Get 20% off at HoneyLove.com with the code OC. Calling all my honeys, you deserve this. So I have tried CBD in the past, but... I'd always been a little bit hesitant to try it again because there's so many options on the market and I never know how much to take or honestly, if it actually works. And it just adds more stress than needed, you know? This is why I was really excited to try Next Evo Naturals. They developed a smart sorb technology, clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil. It works faster too. So when you're trying to get to sleep, You won't waste time wondering, is it working? I had tried it in the past and I had so many people trying to tell me which one I should take and and it was so confusing. But sometimes you just need that extra relax to go to sleep and I found that this was very helpful. Most CBD oil found in tinctures, gummies, and capsules achieves between 2% and 10% absorption, which means more than 90% of what you think you're getting is actually wasted. Next Evo Naturals are scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD in a way your body can actually use it and fast, proven 29 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. Next Evo's triple action CBD sleep helps you get more refreshing sleep naturally. 
They start with the fast-acting Smart Sorb CBD to calm your mind, and then they add fast-acting melatonin to get you to sleep fast, plus a controlled-release melatonin so you sleep longer and wake refreshed. The only brand to combine these proprietary ingredients in one product. (laughs) I am a huge fan and advocate for CBD. Not only do I have anxiety a lot of the time in my life, but I also have been having trouble sleeping. But with now, with Next Evo, I mean, my body actually absorbs it, and I am sleeping through the night. It's a miracle product. Get a better night's rest and a better day tomorrow with products from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code OC at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code OC. You know, I have a theory. Yes. And we know, we talked, you and I kind of chatted about this. Season three, Josh was kind of, he was uh, admittedly kind of um, avoiding the set. He knew people (laughs) were kind of unhappy with the storylines. And maybe they were trying to write it so that we did, the kids didn't actually have to be in school. Because I, you know, do you remember not wanting to be doing high school stuff? I I remember like Brody really not wanting to be in high school anymore. Right. I mean, they're grown men. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But maybe there I was think this... because I think what we did is we started off in a certain grade and then they like repeated the grade on the show to give us more time in high school or uh, something. So we weren't actually progressing as much as it. Yeah, it would have been uh, nice to be outside. Would have been or something. So I feel like that's correct. So you guys started as fresh. No, I don't oh. think we started as freshmen. Well, this is the third year and you guys are in senior year. You started as sophomores. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I don't. My but brain I, doesn't. But I do. I do remember some grumblings about like, oh gosh, you know. Yeah, we're Brody still... really did not want to be in high school anymore. Yeah, probably Ben too. I yeah. don't know, but I yeah. know Adam for sure didn't. That's understandable. They're yeah. like 25, 26 yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yep. Yep. They wanted to get to college. Yep. <laughs> we're just the move whole, on. The old college experience. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, there's they're hanging out. The cops show up. You know, he takes off, um, and then. There Isn't was, it weird that they don't want to talk to Ryan even though he was standing right there? Literally the only person on the cliff with Johnny when he died? I suppose, yeah. No, so we a don't lot. know why not, at this You point know what? Yet. This should have been cod, but cod. You guys, I can't. I need to sleep. <laughs> this episode should have been called, called the odd couple or odd, <laughs> something odd because everything is odd. Right. Well, and then I thought, okay, so it's called the Road Warrior. And I noticed something from. From from the first scene, well, not the first scene, but there's a scene with you and Marissa in the trailer when mm-hmm. when you're saying let's mm-hmm. get this like double let's let's have a get together and she's like well that's a double date Ryan isn't even showing up and it's like first of all I noticed they use handheld handheld which gives it that more it's probably because it was so small do- yeah documentary style but I then they started doing some really they started doing it throughout. Which I'm like, does this remind you of the Road Warrior movie? Like, I didn't know. Like, it gives it a harder edge uh-huh. because it's kind of NYPD blue. It has a different feel to it. There were some also some weird angles from like super high above, and so I did reach out to um, the the editors, and I was like, what's going on with this episode? And of course, I didn't get to that many details. Except Norman did say there were some pretty serious problems with the episode mm. and that there was some editing issues that weren't happening and that he somebody else was editing and he came in and really helped with it and that Michael Fresco our director was like oh god I mean there was just things that happened and you can almost feel it because once again like I said it, it felt like there's a few moments that I'll mention there was a little bit of angst going on on the show and with storylines and stuff and I almost felt like I could feel it coming through the TV watching Maybe. this yeah because it was weird Okay. <laughs> you look so pretty in the first scene that we see Julie when her and Kirsten and they're oh, talking yeah. and she's just getting it on. How is it for you watching your mom uh, in these storylines? <laughs> this one's not as bad as I think some of the other ones. <laughs> um, the Luke one, definitely mm-hmm. the worst. Um, but when she's like, oh, like Kiki, my neck from being the back of the Maserati. Oh, and Kirsten's like, I didn't even know Maseratis had back seats. And Julie's like, they don't. She didn't say that, but she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little gross to think about, uh, especially sitting next to her. Watching, watching it. it. way better, though. When yeah, you were younger. No, it's, it's not that bad anymore. At, at 22 now, we're like buddies. But when yeah. she was younger, it was just like, <laughs> I mean, even funny. like by season three, it's like Julie slash mom has done so much. It's like, 
whatever. Like right. she's had her. I don't even know. Like she she's <laughs> gone through quite a few. So. Oh yeah, no. I we were. I was discuss thinking about this because we were thinking about the fact that Julie did make out with Jimmy. She on the show. She made out with Chris Pratt in what? the alternate universe in in Shay. the fourth season. She and she's married to Peter, and she or Sandy. Yeah, there's stuff coming up. And Chris Carmack. Don't <laughs> oh, and forget Chris Carmack. Chris Carmack. Yeah, and then she had there's Caleb and Doctor Roberts. So there was a lot of man and um Mr. Atwood later on. What? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I thought you meant Ryan, and I'm like, I definitely don't remember that. That would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been. It's like you already made out with Luke. Why not do the other boyfriend too, right? I mean, yeah, especially no. after you know Marissa, it's closest thing to her with oh, her mom boy. or her sister. See, I am guess I, are my would cheeks be more. red now? Yes. I love doing this to your mom. I do it a lot. Whenever, like, it's her and Jimmy, because, like, her and Tate, you know, yeah, she I love blushes Tate. a lot. Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> like, her big makeout scene with Tate, oh. she was very um, flushed. <laughs> Weren't you? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving, moving on. right let's move along. On. <laughs> We're sticking, are we sticking with the Ryan and Marissa, you know? Cause yeah, Ryan, let's, just fit, let's just do the Ryan, Marissa, yeah. Sadie, like, everything going on there. So Be, Ryan's runs into her at the hall in the, and they haven't she seen She doesn't even other. care that he's hanging out with oh Sadie. God. Exactly. Okay, so here's the other thing. So there's this stuff going on, and it, there's not an urgency to Marissa saying, I don't know where Ryan is. She's just accepted it, right? Yeah, she's like, whatever. I, I think they're both already checked out of yeah, the relationship. For sure. And there's no... They yeah. both know it's, like, about to come to an end. It's, like, that dwindling end of a relationship where it's, like, yeah, we're pretty much already broken up. We just mm -hmm. haven't officially said it yet, mm -hmm. is what it seems like. Well, and yeah. we, if you think back to the episode right before when he's trying to do something for Valentine's, be a good boyfriend, I want to do be here for you, be here. And she was, like... When he says, we haven't spent any time together. And she says, you mean without Johnny? She was shooting daggers. Like, she's angry mm -hmm. at him or the world or mm -hmm. something. And there's nothing like, you know, he went through it, too. Ryan yeah. went through this thing, too. And there's and they're not there for each other. They're not doing, mm -hmm. they're not nurturing each other's souls. In fact, they're almost chipping away There's no connection between hearts. them. There's no chemistry. There's, like, nothing. It's, like, flatline. Like they, yeah. they don't even like each other, yeah. I think, at this point. Yeah, but she did not care that he was hanging out with Sadie. Like, me personally, if that was my boyfriend, like, I think that was a little weird, yeah. you know? But, and I think she's not thinking, she's like, I, I'm happy you're helping Gwen. And and I think everybody after everyone's dealing and grief can do some pretty off you know it can be a very awful experience and also in some ways it can it can reveal truths too just when it's like I, I don't there's there's we're analyzing this very well thank you <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he goes back over you know Ryan she's um and when when she's on the phone with Gwen and and Gwen's freaking out and she's like I'm not gonna lose your house I'll do something hang up and he's like what's going on you're on a mission and he's and turns out that she got Volchek's dad is drinking buddies with Johnny's dad so he's got a lead on where he's going to be and Volchek shows up and of course Ryan, right on cue yeah <laughs> the door opens there he is and it's like so she chooses to go with Ryan because Ryan's like I want to go with you I want to do this yeah and Volchek was like well, then your girlfriend's going to be alone. I know. What goes around? What do you around? think he's of not Volchok? Wrong. Oh, he's nice to look at. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think listen. he has such a weird like. I mean, not going to get ahead in the season, but he goes down. Like he gets worse. Like he seems very sweet in this episode. Like, Volchok. Yeah. Well, he. They like, were later in the episode things, to yeah. Marissa. Like, not yeah. even there yet, but he he goes down. Like yeah. last episode too, like checking on Sadie, being like, "Hey, just seeing how you were." Like, yeah, well, I don't he know. has to be yeah. the villain, but he kind of ebbs and flows. There's not a huge amount of Volchuk development, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like to get the audience to be on his side. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it's just enough that it's sexy, and we want to see it. Yeah, like is I that, want him and Marissa to hook up. Yeah. No, and the way they shot this in these scenes, it actually is. We want it to happen. Actually, it's kind of an it's it's an it's an interesting thing. Like Ryan and say, I I do remember um, Ben and Nikki Reed having a really nice chemistry. On I'm watching them, and I set. totally get yeah, it. Yeah, I keep saying that, but it's I'm like I feel it, I see it. They are really good together. I just want to say, she's. I've talked about this with my mom quite a bit. She mentions in the previous episode that she just graduated college. What? Yes. She says yeah. that? Yeah. And he, Ryan is 17. 
She's like 22, graduated wait, college. Wait, we need really? to, we need Katie to check this. She said she says I graduated blah blah from blah 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 university. No, she said I just finished school. Does she say I just finished school? I that you know what? I just had this thought because I do you think she's in high school and I've been thinking it's predatory this whole time? Yeah, I don't think she. First of all, she doesn't. They, so so she does not we, seem like she just graduated college. So and, the episode before she says when she's giving her the necklace, she uh, Marissa says, "So are you in school?" She goes, "I just finished school. Actually, I started my own jewelry line." In my maybe mind, maybe she got a GED or something. I thought in my mind, I thought she was finished college. But if she didn't actually say university or college, maybe she just finished high school. I thought she did. Me too. It, it's not. It's not clear. I have to go through the episode, but it says she arrives in Orange County, and she. I think it's high school because she starts a jewelry line. So she's not twenty two. With him being seventeen. Well, okay, so no. there's there's a couple different things because <laughs> okay, so we were just yeah yeah never yeah. Mind. Well, no, it's not, I mean if she was twenty four, we CG and I were talking about how it's such a crazy she if she were your age and you were going after a guy who's seventeen about to turn eighteen, that's technically CG said the word predatory statutory rape. Okay, <laughs> technically, but. but but she was saying, for some reason, if it's a girl and a guy, it seems okay. But if it was a if guy doing it, was a twenty-two-year-old guy with a seventeen-year-old yeah. girl, it doesn't. Well, okay. Well, she's high school, so we're gonna call fine. her high school. Yeah, because she. We'll pretend none of this happened. That's okay. <laughs> no, you had a no. Good point though. It is a good point. I thought she I didn't was even hear too. her say she was done with school. So there's that. Anyway. I mean, she was 16 when she filmed this. So I have an what? article. What? Yeah, it Whoa. says, how old was Nikki Reed on the OC? Reed's character had sex scenes as Reed was 16 at the time <sighs> and legally unable to film such scenes in an explicit way. She was filmed from the back to hide her face. What? <gasps> oh my gosh, I totally missed this because I uh, assumed that Nikki Reed was a, was an adult. She does not look 16 in this. At all. Okay, so this is a, a revelation. I didn't realize she was that young. Also, she's a badass, and she literally, they go to see Johnny's dad, and she I know. goes crazy on his truck. Now that, she's, no, now that we know she's 16, I'm just, like, blown away by how mature these, these kids are. Because as an adult on the show, when you're working with these um, young people, we treat them as adults. They're not like they're in high school, mm -hmm. you know? so They handle things like adults, wow. which I commented on the, to myself watching Nikki this. Reed is 34 years old right now so that would be probably wow. correct that's wild yeah because wow. that was uh, 16 years ago so yeah wow. 34 that's Checks wild out. so she was only 16 during this episode so then then I think um, you are correct she just graduated high school okay okay I feel better oh do you yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't like that they were doing a 22-year-old yeah, and a 17-year-old. Yeah, that would have been odd. Much better. Right. right. Much, much better. <laughs> Rachel? Yeah? Don't you love it when products actually do what they claim to do? Mm. I hate to say it, I can be pretty cynical with new products, but it is so cool when they actually deliver. And there are some products that are just worth not going for the cheap alternative. If you ever get nauseous you know you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. And I don't mean using pills that make you drowsy or cheap sweatbands, I've done that, that just press on your wrist with nothing. There's nothing worse than when a product says it's gonna do something and then it doesn't, it actually doesn't do it. I agree. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. I was so sick recently. Yeah. Ugh, I had a <laughs> stomach bug. And... Relief Band arrived at the perfect time. I felt such relief. And now it's my go-to because I get so motion sick ever since I had my kid. I can't even, if I go on a swing, like forget it, I'll throw up. But now with Relief Band, I can swing with her. I know. I mean, forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says. Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. And you can change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. So I can tell you firsthand that it 
actually works. Relief band works. So once in a while, I do get seasickness or car sickness. And ever since I was a kid, I have to be careful. It, I mean, it's not an um, everyday occurrence. And every once in a while, I just I'm, feel yucky in the morning ever since I was young. And it's almost like a morning sickness thing. Mm-hmm. And I, the strangest thing, I woke up like that yesterday. And I tried it yesterday, literally, for the first time. And I shared it with my daughter, CG. And like I'm allergic to mornings or something. And it was so <laughs> wild how it, it, I mean, it's a really interesting feeling, that pulse. But it really does send a message to your brain, the part that is affected by nausea. And it took a little, it was a few minutes and I did feel better. It was really wonderful. That's amazing. <laughs> so if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Welcome to the OC Bitches listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code OC, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code OC for 20% off plus free shipping. Remember the days before streaming services? I do. When you would come home from high school and it was only a few hours until that TV show that everyone was watching was going to come on, your friends were on their way over for the watch party and the smell of popcorn filled the room. Well, in 1999, that show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, it is time to enter the Buffyverse. In the new podcast from Wondery, the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we are taking it back to 1999. So get out that 90s gear and paste that poster of Angel or Spike on the wall and join morbid co-hosts Ash and Elena as they slay their way through Buffy's drama, action, and romance episode by episode. Enter the Buffyverse with Elena and Ash. Listen to the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. So they they take off. Um, Ryan and Sadie take off to go to Brea and um, she she assumes he's a rich kid and when he says no that he's from mm-hmm. um, Chino, she was like, ah, I get it. Mm-hmm. And that she and Volchek hooked up but it didn't work out. Now in the meantime, Marissa does go to Sandy because she thinks she's going to need some help. Right. Matt's always there. This is just an odd storyline, too. I can't. I have a hard time paying attention during it. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Okay. So I do think that just because we're there, Sandy is obsessed with this hospital thing. And 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 then as soon as Marissa comes in, he's talking about, you know, helping her. I I instantly feel like, oh. There's the defender Sandy that we love. Like mm-hmm. I love him like that. Whereas mm-hmm. he's on this path right now that he's he's a clearly crossing the line mm-hmm. and becoming Caleb ish. Yeah. Yikes. And and it's like I I I feel like the writers and I feel like Peter may have been a little frustrated with the storyline that he was getting. I feel like, you know, they weren't quite knowing what to do with his character. You know, we've had all these different and and Sandy Kirsten and Sandy didn't not having that much to do right now in this season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they go on the road trip to see the dad. But is it at first that they don't though they don't find him and they have to spend the night? So they show up in Brea and she says, You're not my uncle. And he's like, Who's asking? And they're like, um, no, no big deal. And they're then like when friends he's, of Johnny's dad, he's like, uh, I don't know where he, he goes, is. None, nobody likes him here. So he moved and they're to like, India. Indio. <laughs> oh, that's <India>. right. <laughs> that's right. I did the same thing I did when I was watching it yesterday. I was like, India? <laughs> you moved to India? And then I was like, oh, they said India. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you guys. Seriously, I have not, like, it's six night in a row where I can't sleep past 4 a.m. So oh, that, well. forgive me. That's okay. India, so in- India, slightly different. Coachella. Coachella, Coachella yeah. land. Yeah. 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 Coachella yeah. land. And at first I was like, did they really go to the desert? And I was like, yeah, they really went yeah. to the desert. Well, and they were out there driving. So I, every once in a while I'm like, I need to know where this place is, you know? So first of all, um, when you shoot like desert stuff for California, we just head out to Lancaster and Palmdale, which mm-hmm. is just barely like north, northeast. Mm-hmm. And but then when they're um when they're at this hotel, I thought it was a really interesting thing yeah there's um i want to give credit to this um scenestars.com because it's actually a motel that's a permanent desert movie set and it's called the club ed and it was originally like built club med 
Yeah, like Clem. And it was originally built in the 90s for a Dennis Hopper film mm. and other movies, um, Rob Zombie, The Devil's Rejects, Ice Cube Twerk, Martin Lawrence. I'm sorry? A- Ice Cube Twerk? Twerk. Twerk. Oh. Yeah. God. <laughs> what? Welcome to the OC bitches. What? Oh, what, what am I missing? I, I thought you said nothing. See, see, she she said me. ice cube twerk. Oh, she didn't ya. know you said twerk. <laughs> yep. Nope. Not sure. Didn't. Um, they also there's actually a diner there too, and and it's an interesting thing where they on this website they're like, do not go there though because it is so. Or if you do, be very careful. Make sure you have uh, plenty of gas and plenty of water. It's so isolated that if you get stuck out there, you would. Um, You'd get lost or be stranded in the desert, literally. <laughs> so they went out there and shot there. So I thought that was a cute little trivia thing. That is cute. Yeah. Yeah. When they're at the hotel, the strip poker thing happens, and then apparently he loses and sleeps on the floor. Right. And he ignores a call from Marissa. And he and lies. And says First sign. He's cute. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, it's just Seth. Yep. That's yeah. The first sign. Yeah. The lies start talk. coming. So there's... And she knows he's got a girlfriend, so they're I know. both. Yeah. Do we think they actually stripped? I know, right? There's. It's definitely. Well, he, he had layer, he had layers on, but and, and it, was still sleeping in the wife beater. Oh, you can't call them wife beaters. What are they called now? Razor tanks. Racerback. Racer Not ba- razor. Racer. Do we know what they're called? I got one on. They're just called tank tops now. Tank tops. White now. tank top. White ribbed tank top. <laughs> okay. Uh. So. Are you wearing one? Kind of. actually mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I don't think they did anything physical. No, no, no. I don't think they did. But they're definitely enjoying each other's company. And, you know, yes, there's there are lines being crossed, but you would I don't think you'd be crossing the line. It's a it's basically if you start crossing the line. And you're in a relationship, the other relationship was either gone or... Yeah, like already already done. He's already done. And the fact that she's suggesting strip poker, she obviously doesn't really care that he's dating Marissa. No. No, No, they kind of show, yeah. Nope, nope, For sure. They have an undeniable chemistry, people. So anyway, she's smart enough. She's a super sleuther. She goes through those yellow pages (laughs) and finds the big H. It must, uh, doing, you know. The big H? The big H uh, bail bonds. And oh, she assumes, oh, oh, oh. she's like, it's got to be him. So they, they go, they figure that out. And of course, Seth, um, Ryan calls Seth, and Seth is <laughs> rolling around <laughs> in his bed. In his bed. Don't worry about it. Um, I got you covered. And they take off to go do that. And then we cut back to all of a sudden, Marissa's on the cliff, right? Oh, yeah. And this is where I think Norman really had to help them because all of a sudden we see a flashback. Uh-huh. And I and instead of actually seeing a live shot, a scene with her talking um, to the police, it's in the flashback. Oh, right. And right, right, right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's in the flashback. And then all of a sudden we're, we understand why the police, because the police found this the letter. letter. And it's and so implied. they do actually think it's Ryan. Where at first they're like, "Oh, we only want to talk to Marissa." It was something that they wanted to give this episode just a little bit of intensity and urgency to think like it's not still not going to be over, mm-hmm. and it was a way to still show some stress and everything that they're going through. Because ultimately, Marissa says, "No, he was he didn't know about this. It was an accident." And and even Sandy afterwards is like, "There's nothing." there to yeah, move forward. No hard evidence. Right. There's no evidence that there was any kind of um there's there truly is no evidence of pushing or suicide. So it's gonna be a done deal. That's right. fine. Bye bye right. Johnny. Bye bye. Bye bye Johnny. But <laughs> maybe she comes out of that flash pack with a big kick to the to the <laughs> caution signs. It yeah. was it was so dramatic, but just like knocking over a caution sign. Just I was just waiting for the domino effect for them all to go <laughs> it didn't down. Happen. It right. didn't happen. But she turns around. And who's there? Dun dun dun. check. With his earring. And his and his flask. And his flask. And he offers it and she's like, no. And then he and then we get one of the sweetest scenes we'll ever get from him where he we find out that, you know, Johnny and I were friends. And he's feeling the loss of Johnny. They were friends, but Johnny became too good at surfing. Oh, surfer, yeah. 
And I no, didn't it like all that. goes back to surfing. It all goes back to surfing, doesn't it? Does. It? It, all go, it all goes back. Yep. But it was very sweet. And then he says, hey, man, if you ever want to kick it. And this is where I went, ooh, there's a sexual tension mm-hmm. there. I felt it. And like you, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, you don't always, you never saw that with Johnny and Marissa. Nope. No. And Zero. that's, I think, what they missed out on. There was such like an asexual vibe. Johnny yeah. was not a sexual being. No, it was like asexual. If right. you looked yeah. in a dictionary of asexual, it would have <laughs> been Johnny's Johnny face. Johnny would come up. But it's like Marissa is still so much. Like Caitlin knows who she is better than Marissa knows who she is. Yeah, Marissa's lost. She for just sure. can't figure out where she is. She does. Her feet aren't on the ground, and the thing that she's feeling is this strange attraction. And then she ends up like going to the bait shop by herself. By herself. Such- an odd, expensive scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's so many people there, and she's and just sitting there. Playing and, and she's just sitting there by herself. Yeah. And it's like a 10 second I scene. Know. It must And then he cut sh- Volchek. Volche- oh my God. Volchek shows Thank up. You. Yep. Sure and, uh, and she he's leaves. there. I mean, the scene was done. Tom Vec plays literally probably the shortest band yeah. appearance. It was like, hey, we've got this bait shop. Well, let's make sure we don't forget that we have this. But CG's right. It was like, a few seconds, and that's an expensive scene. Like, how many Very, ex- how many extras were there? Well, it looks like more than it really is. They might actually just keep moving the same ones around. It might have been a small, um, you know, they're pretty good at doing that. Yeah. But, um, oh, in the meantime, you know, they did find Jack Harper, and he's driving a big, beautiful truck. That she messy up, that she attacks because he won't pay them, and then Ryan goes up against, like, three or four grown men. <laughs> Gets his he ass gets the shit beat out of per him. Per usual. Yeah, there's no contest on that one. Right. But yeah, but so the whole Marissa thing after the bait shop and she's on the lifeguard stand and Ryan calls her and they break up. Yeah. And she really cries and it's really sad. We keep thinking about, again, we keep thinking about Marissa going through all this grief and stress and everything, of, John, of the loss of Johnny. But Ryan is literally sitting there. I was there. His survivor's guilt or like I could have done something. He's like, I've got to do something to make it right with Johnny. Something. And so he, he, all he can do is be honest and say to Jack Harper, he's like, it doesn't matter. Johnny's not going to know. And he's like, yeah, but you'll know. And let's just do this for Gwen. Yeah. Because it's just as much about his father doing well by him as Ryan doing well by him. And then you had a really good point, CG, about Volchek and Ryan. You said that you think that Volchek is competing with himself and, and Ryan. Yeah, I like Volchek and Ryan, they have such similarities like in that community. Like they're both outsiders a little bit. You know, they're both a little rough on the edges. Like yeah. and I feel like Volchek sees himself in Ryan, which is why there's so much beef between them. Mm-hmm. You know, like Volchek is having this like whole internal conflict because Johnny died. Obviously we don't get too much of that storyline, but also it's like he sees himself in Ryan, so he's dealing with his own stuff and then beefing with Ryan at the same time because he sees himself in Ryan as well. Yeah, which leads to this obsession with him. Like, it's almost like Volchek, we know, probably had daddy issues. And then it's like, and so he targets Ryan for his own insecurities or something. It's the small talk before the breakup. Yeah. how And she's like, I've had better, but... It's, I was. I just want to say, so the whole breakup scene on the lifeguard stand, I'm watching it, and once again, the kids handle it so maturely, and it's like that conversation you never want to have. Just don't don't break up with someone on the phone. Don't do that. Yeah. That like, you me. guys go to school together. Just wait, like, a day. See each other the next day It or is something. harder in person. It is harder. Uh, well, but then he, uh, he she says it's not working, but... But, you know, I did feel for Marissa. She's crying. And then, yeah. but then Ryan instantly is like, I'm okay. But yeah. he did say something really important on the drive back. He said, you know, when you said you were going on this road trip, I realized I didn't care. I just needed to feel something different for a moment. And just to see, like, he took that trip as like, I need to get away to see if I'm being, because he is such a caretaker and a savior and a white knight and from day one he's been white knighting um marissa and taking care of this mm-hmm. princess and he's just the too many things have changed and he's realizing that it's gone like that's he can't do that anymore nope so but there's nothing yeah just like the whole thing uh so let's do the set summer right yeah 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 so 
Seth Summer, Kirsten, and Julie, we can all lump this together because the main thing going on... It's the funny part. Is the funny part is Julie and Neil Roberts, my dad, and Summer, (laughs) and that's the whole thing, even with Taylor, and all of them are all involved in this new romantic storyline. CG, do you even know... CG, do you even know what Basic Instinct is? No. Didn't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, oh, you haven't, you don't know Space Against Instinct. Oh, interesting. No. But you knew, so obviously Julie and Neil are sneaking around. Summer's on to her dad. But then she Summer, decides. Summer's obsessed with her dad. Like, almost like he's not, she noticed he's not there and he's working and he's miserable. And She and, thinks he's miserable and he's always tired or not coming out of bed. But the truth is. He's banging Julie Cooper. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, CG. But Taylor, <laughs> I was, when, when Taylor showed up, I was like, yay, Taylor's back. She's and she goes, so okay, funny. so what's the plan? We can do some serious therapy or get him a hot date. Yeah. So she's, Obviously, she, she suggests get a hot date because that's what's going on behind the scenes. Right. 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 Exactly. But this scene where you walk in to Julie and Kirsten yeah. is so funny because you're like, I need to pick this. Yeah. Would you pick somebody for your dad, CG? Absolutely or- not. Okay. You wouldn't? You wouldn't know, though, what would be right? Um, well, Summer's I mean, a unique child. I think I'd, I could. <laughs> Very. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I'd say. I don't think I'd come in with a list of be like, has to like crosswords, I mean, speaks Italian, this. Yeah, very specific and extensive list. I, I understand list. wanting to like make sure your dad find is happy right and find the right yeah. person. But this was look a binder and a list. Oh my gosh. It's very thorough. I yep. love Summer in, in this. She's like, if I don't do this, he's just going to. He's going to pick the first <laughs> slut hoe bag. Oh, yeah, slut like gold, gold digger slut hoe bag. That's right. And then so she does the list. Kirsten's like, Julie, do you want to take this? She's uh-huh. like, ah. AKA <laughs> Julie Cooper. Is it possible I'm not enough woman? Do I have to be all of this? I have work to do. <laughs> work to do. Cut to dressed up. In basic instinct. Uh, I have a picture of this on, uh, I actually have a little photo of this, an onset photo. But I remember, these are the things that, you know, I, I was asked if how I felt about the third season. I was like, I was having a blast. Yeah. Because these things are, you know, it's written, but then you kind of, if you actually commit and you go to it. So it's a famous movie, Basic Instinct, for those of you who don't know. Sharon Stone is... Um, She's under suspicion of murder, and she's a writer. But anyway, she it's this is very Verhoeven scene where she's dressed exactly the way I dressed, and when she does this and crosses, she's not wearing anything <laughs> underneath. So that's like the famous. Do we thing. think Julie wasn't wearing anything absolutely underneath? She not. absolutely was not wearing underwear. No. And I, I think I don't think that was written into the script. I you just, just did, did it, it in the scene. <laughs> did you? Yeah. And you're doing a crossword puzzle. Let's not forget that. And smoking that. A, a, like a very long cigarette. Yeah. I'm surprised and you weren't you speak speaking Italian. Italian. She does speak oh, you Italian. Do? Bonacera. Oh, yeah. That's all she Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. Sorry. It's really. That. You say I was, Bonacera, doctor. Uh, Bonacera, doctor. I, I was confused because Taylor's speaking Korean. And I, uh, there was just a I lot remember going on. speaking Korean perfectly. Perfectly. I was like, like Autumn really <laughs> nailed that. I remember doing that scene and looking over at Autumn and her actually doing the scene. And just being in awe, because in my mind, I thought she did this huge monologue of Korean. And, but it, just being there, it was that impressive. But no, it, it was perfect, like everything. But then she overhears, yeah. like the worst thing, Julie's like, so in your wildest dreams, what would you do? want to do with a willing woman? That's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But you, and then the golfing and the golf outfit. See, she goes... Why do you look like a little girl? <laughs> you were dressed like a little girl. Yeah, you were, but it was cute. I it, was, it was you were cute. very fun in this episode, and I could tell like you had a lot of fun things to do. Well, the scene before that where Taylor—that's okay, my fa- that's, that's the, my favorite scene of the whole episode. So when Ryan calls and he says, "I'm rolling around in your bed because they think you're painting a mural with Seth Inner City is, Kid. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor walks in, emergency. Well, she walks in, and then Seth goes, "Ryan's painting a mural." Yeah, <laughs> like without even saying anything, he's like rolled up in blankets. And then we can't tell us uh, uh, when when Summer finds out. Of course, finds out what. There's <laughs> a lot of those like coincidental walk, like perfect this, timing. Yeah, yeah like Volta and Ryan, yeah, yeah. and then me. Taylor and Summer. Yep. It's like tell Summer what. Tell Summer what. And he Again, says, do school. I need to get so a locksmith? <laughs> do I need to get a locksmith? Which must be, this is that meta thing too, because when Josh would read the message boards, I'm sure people just started to say, how are people just walking in 
Although you, you, we had our door open at our house in high school. Yeah, I said the house we lived at in high school. Just I would come home from school and the door was unlocked. Yeah, not yeah. that I had friends just walking in randomly, but <laughs> before our door school was, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, when we have like three hours before school. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> that was. It's very. It's very funny that whole scene. And Summer, then she, she, what is she, she, Summer walks in and she's like, "What are you talking about, tea bag?" I know <laughs> the name I give her. She tea literally bag. calls Taylor. I don't I want call it's Taylor too vulgar. Tea bag. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. What but, tea bagging is? Yeah, you could say it. It's like, <laughs> like why would she call someone? And they don't even address it. Taylor's just like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah move on, yeah, move on, moving on." I know because I was like, "They're friends now," but it's funny. I I thought it was funny. <laughs> I think she it's says it nickname. more often too. It's probably just what I call her. So they come up with a plan. Like they need, they absolutely need um, confirmation. So then they see her, yes. and that was at the golf, uh, the yes. Trump golf course, and and there's and you really only see a cute little. I think we were honestly. I think we were supposed to be like having some big smooch, and I'm not sure why we didn't do it. The scene where Seth and Summer are making out on the couch. Every oh. time I see, <laughs> I can like smell like Adam's makeup. Ah, yeah. Every time, like well, it's such a familiar men. smell. Men, if they if we're wearing makeup, they always are sniffing our makeup. Yeah. Does makeup smell? Yeah, it has a scent to it, or you could tell like the. It had a smell. Yeah, maybe like state like on camera makeup. Yeah, because like, it's, like it's a lot, a lot so of makeup. That scene though, yeah, is was like Funny. there was barely any dialogue. It was just you and Adam basically. Yeah, but it was like, I'm trying to study. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> and then, and truly, this is um, my Michael Nur is a great actor. He comes in and he actually he's like, I, this is the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, it's wonderful. And and then you're acting. I just I said this. I was like, I love Rachel's performance in the scene where she was like. Like, it's like, well, he's he's happy. Like, yeah. she has to actually acknowledge that. But right before the, before he came in, she's like, he, it's, I mean, no offense, but it's Julie Cooper. And then Seth goes, I don't know. I kind of like her. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, she married my grandpa and she. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care that she made out with Luke or married my grandpa for money. <laughs> she's got moxie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. right. It was cute. And then he goes, oh, my hormones. Oh, right. <laughs> Come on, Summer, I have hormones. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so that was all improv. Reminds me of probably all the guys I went to high school with. <sighs> oh, my hormones. Did they actually say it out loud? No. But I wonder if they did. Probably, they what probably if during did. sex they were like, oh, my, my hormones. hormones are ejaculating? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, oh, anyway. Man. So that's that. I mean, the only other thing that was going on, you yeah. know, is Sandy being Caleb. There's a part of me that didn't realize that they missed out on the board. Like, that it, it didn't work out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they have this one more shot, and Sandy is kind of forcing this, and poor Matt is saying, like, I think I should do it. I should do it the right way. Mm -hmm. And Sandy's like, no, no, I got this. Let's go to dinner, and let's do it this way. And they have this dinner, and it's and he, and Kirsten's making it awkward, and she says directly to Matt, and I feel like that's a test to Matt, her mm -hmm. boyfriend. Yeah. Like, do you want me to give this to my father too? Mm -hmm. And he's like, Yeah, I do. So at that point, she feels completely used, and yeah, I think so. Do you and rightfully so? You think so? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, hundred mm -hmm. percent. And it's worth breaking up with him for because uh, yeah. that, like, yeah, and that's gross. actually a good lesson. What somebody is early in a relationship is only going to blossom. So you need you had you need a good six months to really figure out who someone is. Because Sandy literally said, it's on you. He's like, the pressure's on. You need to deliver. And then Kirsten says, wow, you really kind of flipped. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I never thought that I was going to. I'm officially worried. Yeah. He didn't have any. Any remorse. Not in that moment. At nope. all. He's like, she's leaving because she wants to leave. Yeah. But No. No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I uh, But I do have to hand it to Peter's um, performance because it's the, like I believe it. You know, I can see even yeah. though we feel odd about this, Sandy, if a person is put in a position to be successful in this world, you kind of have to play the game. Right. I just wish we had more Sandy and Kirsten scenes at this point because they're so good. They're so good. Oh, and, and what Kelly was wearing, that beautiful jacket, it was just stunning. It was just simply stunning. Simple. You both looked particularly beautiful in this episode. Oh, well, thanks. I liked your eh? bikini. The bikini you chose was really I cute. would never in a million years wear that now. That I red did not like the dress you were wearing in the trailer. 
Me? Yes. It was like 50s. It was very long and a, no, like weird flowers. It was, it was interesting. It was an interesting. I I immediately was like. She (laughs) went kind of like 50s vibes for a while. It wasn't, it didn't seem very summer. Summer, yeah. not the season, the person. Yeah. Did you put a lot into your, because I, I know that I actually would get into my costume, uh, my wardrobe a lot because I knew it really helped me get into the character. No, I was always like, all right. Whatever. Put it on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I still have those shoes from that um, basic what? instinct scene. You do? Yeah. I have them oh at my home. God. Too bad you don't have the dress. You'd have a permanent Halloween that costume. That was one of my favorite <gasps> outfits. I could be Sharon Stone for <gasps> Halloween. Oh. Give me those shoes. Okay. They're, in, they're <laughs> there actually you in go. your room. Oh, they're in my room. Well, perfect. <laughs> I think. <laughs> that's hilarious. I have to watch the movie first, though. I don't, I've never even seen the movie. I just know that's the famous scene where, she, do you actually see her vagina in the movie? It's lit. You're like, you, there's a little shadow, but it's, yeah, you can kind of, she, and she didn't know, supposedly. I don't, there's, you can Google it. You can actually see here the whole she thing. She didn't know. No way you see her full No, you out. don't see it, but she didn't realize it was like lit the way it was lit. Wait, she doesn't have underwear on. And she but unco- she didn't know she it was crosses. gonna be featured at that much. I don't know. Yeah, but can, you can see it. There's no mm. way. In, yes and no, but it also it was the time of when hair. people weren't doing a lot of waxing. That's what I was just gonna say. So it was it the was, time where you still had hair, so yeah. you probably don't see. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Oh boy, these. Con- yep, that's right. See, we can talk. She's an adult now. We can have these conversations. I know. <laughs> Look at her face. Talking about waxing. <laughs> yeah. And tea, Do you and wax, tea bagging. Oh my no, gosh. I've actually never gotten waxed. What? That you, scares me. I've, <gasps> got, I've gotten my eyebrows waxed, and the lady one time left the wax on for too long. She ripped oh, off like skin. <gasps> skin. Well, you have to be. You You've have done to. laser. Uh, yeah, I do. I've done laser. Yeah. But well, I don't know. Waxing? I've always waxed. It scares me. I don't want to get skin. Like, my eyebrows. It won't okay. happen. Down there, pain. Yeah, no, that won't happen. Pain. You have to go to the right places. Oh, I went to Pink Cheeks the very first time because yeah. I had a bikini shoot. It was actually oh, for God. a photo shoot. Yeah. Pink Cheeks is the famous one that like the Pam Anderson lady mm-hmm. did. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. And she was like, oh, my God, this looks like a poodle down here. Cause I <laughs> and she ripped it off. I screamed <laughs> like, so loud. You Kelly could, Clarkson. I was Bloody exactly murder. like that. I fucking screamed so loud and I was crying and like the people around I mean you could have heard it across my girl Sylvia I've gone to since I was like 13 14 years old she's the best (laughs) so if you want to know so okay those are some details okay I did a little rapid fire for Siege just keep your eyes this way yeah don't read the screen okay 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 is it gonna get bad kind of nervous no No, I kept it tame PG (laughs) yeah PG thirteen. PGCG. 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 <laughs> All right, Ryan or uh, Ryan or Volchuk. Volchuk. Whoa, uh, bad boys. Ryan with Sadie or Ryan with Marissa. Ryan with Marissa. Oh, uh, Julie's golf outfit or Basic Instinct white basic dress. Basic Instinct white <laughs> dress. Have you ever been caught making out with a boy by a parent? <laughs> uh, ha- maybe. Yeah. Did you ever? Yeah. Really? Well, you did. I probably always knocked. I don't remember. But you knew? Yeah, there was always like Dad, a- I mean, not dad. Didn't never had boys over to dad's house. So uh, if if I had it would have been you. Yeah. There was all, I was always was I was like, like oh. keep the door what? What? Open that door. You did not make us keep the door open. Do not lie. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> you did not make us keep the door open ever. That's very funny. Okay. <laughs> ocean, ocean or desert? Ocean. Favorite scene from the OC ever? Yeah. Does one pop into your head? Um. Ooh, maybe the upside down Spider Man kiss. Aww. Aww. Again, cute. I can taste the makeup when I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character your mom has played? Probably Kelly Donovan because she got to make out with Ian Summerholder. <laughs> we all know that is CG's, <laughs> the love of CG's life. I am meeting him a week from Saturday. Well, when this airs, I will have already met him. The countdown is on. I hope that he really... He's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's like, look this fucking weirdo daughter <laughs> who makes TikToks about her mother making out with me. That's a real obsession. Yeah, and, and, Nikki and, and we know husband, that he's married to Nikki yeah. Reed. 
There's, yep. there's all kinds of weird connections. connections. Yeah. Actually, maybe I should say Ryan and Sadie, because then that'll take her away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Be honest. Oh, man. Marissa's your girl. Marissa's I, your girl. I, I still think the Sadie Ryan thing's weird. I don't you like, do? I don't like it. I just think they have good chemistry. Like, I, I get it. I uh, think they do, but I think it comes from something, like, shady. Which is why I don't like it. Got uh, it. I get that. I think it's just weird. I could see that. But it's also natural, like, life, right? Yeah, it is. Because you meet like, people and you don't expect it and then it happens. It's like they didn't actually cheat, but it's emotional cheating. Yeah, that's worse. But that's why he's like, I realize, like, that kind of, the fact that he could spend that time with her, knew, he knew, I can't do this with Marissa anymore. I he have feelings right for thing. this person. He did yeah. the right thing, for sure. What's this episode called? Rough Rider? What's it called? <laughs> the Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Rough rider. <laughs> it was rough. The rough rider. Anyway, CG. My CG. Love. Yeah. Any closing remarks about this? Or, or You should put a picture of me and Autumn Racer's dog up. Gatsby. The, the Papillon picture. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've posted that picture. on Instagram once, I think. So cute. After you asked me about my memories, that was one that came up. Gatsby. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cute. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. Yes, Thanks for hanging out again. with me. You were a big part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember when Josh sent us this full like CD rewatch. It's this beautiful blue box mm -hmm. of the CDs. And he wrote... DVDs. DVDs, sorry. And he wrote, now CG will know where her mom was her whole childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because CG literally used to say, like, she'd go, where are you going, mom? And I'm like, I got to go to work. And then the thing that was really painful was actually we did have a lot of events and press and parties that were part of our job to go to. And CG was like, why are you getting dressed up? Where are you going? And I said, it's work. And she used to get upset with me leaving to go to these things. So but then you got older and were able to go with her. Sometimes. I got a picture of her picture. right here. Because you made that a was, card. That was the Enchanted premiere. Yeah. My jeans under my dress. Oh, that, yes. That orange, Love it. Orange hat. <laughs> Bringing it back. Well, Bringing this it was back. so fun. Thanks, yeah. CG, for coming and talking. Thanks for having me. Yay. We love you. Love you. And thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to a podcast. And if you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. <laughs> We're not in Orange County anymore, folks. I don't know where we are. We're in Downton Abbey. Across the pond. <laughs> Bye. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright. Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.